We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. Me and Boss are here to give you your, your MMA fix for the week. We have a crazy card coming up. Also, yeah. this past weekend was a dope-ass card, too. Yeah, yeah. Even though it wasn't like the high-profile names. Yeah. Still a mega card. But this weekend is... High profile as bananas. Fun. Yeah, it's crazy. It's bananas. Um, but you know, the main event last week, Santos, fucking knocks out Kane Alvarez. Alvarez, you heard me? <laughs> Kane Alvarez, Jan Blahovich, bro. What the? Where hell? am I going right I now? I don't know. I don't even know. I mixed up both cards from before. <laughs> I said Kane Alvarez. Kane no, Alvarez. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jan Blaho- who is Kane Alvarez? Blahovich. Kane Velasquez and who else? Eddie, Eddie Alvarez, I guess, because we were just talking about yeah, Eddie Alvarez. Right. <laughs> um, but uh, Jan Blahowitz, like, knocks him out. In third round. Third round. Big knockout. Yeah. It's huge. Shakes up the light heavyweight division a little bit. And we talked a little bit about how maybe if he finishes Jan, that he would get a title shot maybe against Jones in that division. Yeah. So and That was the first thing he said in his uh, post-fight interview. He's like, oh, I'm not calling anyone out. But I think he signaled right away, like, after the win, he went over to where it was Sean Shelby. He was like, you know, title shot. Yeah. Sign language of around the waist. Discount um, double check. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he was like, yeah, you know, I'm not going to call anyone out by name, but I'll be in Vegas this weekend to watch the title fight uh, for Anthony Smith and John Jones, which is main eventing this card. Mm. So I don't know, man. He puts himself right up there. That's for fucking sure. We talked about it last week. Like, who is it really? It's Corey Anderson. Like, yeah, but It's he's, like Thiago Santos. And, I think Corey Anderson's like a, a win away also, though. Yeah. I think he needs to beat someone. Where's he, like, at six now? Uh, yeah. He was so, supposed to fight Gustafson, like we said last week, but yeah, I think he's his wife is giving birth or something, so he's like on the shelf for a little bit until they yeah, have a kid. I, I think he's like one win away, if anything. Um, you know. Yeah, I mean Santos has what finished successive finishes now in a row. I think it's three. 
Yeah, and he was. So he has made his name since moving up from '85. That's for damn sure. Yeah, and they him him and Corey Anderson were at, at tied at six, and now Santos beats uh, Blahowitz at four. So that probably moves him up there, and then it's Gustafson and Anthony Smith, and you know, and Cormier. So maybe if maybe Cormier will get it, but I also think that Santos could well, yeah. hold out maybe and still get him afterwards if he fights. I think if um, it's Cormier. not like Cormier, which, I mean, he's the heavyweight champion, so he's once Lesnar, obviously, I think, next. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. He has three straight finishes at light heavyweight, right? Manua, Anders, and uh, Blahovic. Mm-hmm. That's impressive, yo. That is. I'd those give him are, the shot. Good. Like, Gus is ahead of him. Gus just fought for the title. He's not getting that shot again. Yeah. Smith is fighting next. He's ahead of him. And who's it? Volkan is ahead? Yeah. Yeah, and, like, Volkan is coming off two straight losses, including a title shot. He lost to Cormier. And he lost to Anthony Smith, so he's not getting the shot. Right. So I think that lines up Santos perfectly. That would be a dope fight. I mean, it wouldn't, but it would be dope like for him to like get the opportunity. But, yeah. You know. Um, another thing that happened in the news, uh, in the MMA news this this uh, week, uh, Poirier, Max Holloway are booked for UFC 236. Uh, should be a good f- I mean, I think it could surprise some people. I mean, I'm still going to take Max in that fight, but... You know, Poirier, I feel like puts up a, a pretty good, pretty good fight. Yeah, I, don't know. I went back and watched the the first fight of them two. Have you ever watched it? Yeah, it's Max's debut. Yo, Max looks like a string bean. Yeah, he's tiny. It's like now he's having trolls making forty five, but then he was like, looked like he could make twenty five. Yeah, um, he's like a white belt. They were saying so he got fucking grounded and subbed real quick. Uh, so that was. An interesting fight, I guess. It's hard for just me because it was so long ago, and it's just like yeah. now Max is Max, right? So things are different, and Poirier is riding hot again after you know moving up to from forty five to fifty five. This will be Max's first fight at fifty five. Mm-hmm. You think he stays at fifty five if he wins the interim title? Like, do you think his days are done at forty five? I don't know. I I think that I remember, I remember when he won the title, he was saying like he was proud to be like the the guy there, and he's like if Connor wanted to come back and fight him, like I still think that would be a good fight. Connor and Max. Right. But yo, at this point, I rematch, that would be a rematch too. Yeah, at this point, I'm not taking anyone like against Max Holloway. Yeah, and he's wiped out. Like he took out the whole division. Yeah. Except Frankie Edgar, which like that fight just not meant to be. It got canceled twice. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I'd vacate. I mean, if I were him. Not only that, but he lost to uh, Edgar. Ended up losing to Brian Ortega, and then right. Ortega got fucking rocked. Yeah, four rounds of. Yeah, and that Brutal was someone that we we talked about highly. I mean, that was before the show, and you know, if, I know if we do if we did do these MMA episodes, we would have been talking up Ortega like crazy oh, yeah. for months leading up to that fight, even the fight before that. And uh, you know, he he was he's phenomenal, and Max just fucking teed off on him, man. Yeah, it was like a boxing clinic. It was a beatdown. The only thing that was super impressive was that fucking Ortega was still on his feet. Yeah, and we were just like, wow, a- man, this is this is crazy. He definitely has a chin. But, uh, yeah, I could see Max moving up to 55. It'd be interesting, though. I mean, he'd probably fight Khabib in November. So that'd be like a year plus without a featherweight title defense. Right? So he's either going to vacate the title or have an interim title. Maybe he'll fight Connor, And then... At 45, though? Or 55? Maybe 55. And then whoever wins that will get a shot against Khabib? Maybe. Because Khabib's suspended I, for so long, right? Until November. He said he, well, his suspension ends in, like, summer, but it's, like, Ramadan for him, mm-hmm. I think. So he's not fight. He never fights during Ramadan. Mm-hmm. Um, but he said he wants to come back in the garden in November, which I'm hyped for. I so hit that. So maybe they give him someone, like, 
you know, just like a, a filler. Max Khabib. Khabib. Oh, Khabib. Because I think it, if anything, if it if it would be Max, because I mean, I think the fight that everyone wants to see, especially in this sort of like situation, it would be Max Connor, because they fought once before. Max was young, and Connor ended up winning that fight, right? Yeah. And I mean, I would love to see it again, especially after like like I said that that fight against Ortega like told me all I need to know. I was very skeptical going to that fight because he had those weird interviews where he seemed very like out of it. Right. And I was like, yo, maybe he's like dealing with some sort of, you know, brain injury or something. Right. You know. But, I mean, he came out against probably one of the best, like, I wouldn't even call him a prospect. Like, this dude is one of the best fighters in the UFC, fucking Brian Ortega, and he beat the shit out of him. Um, so, I think for him to get Connor would be cool. And because Connor's suspension is way less than, I think it's like three months or something. Six. It's No, no, no. They got different suspensions. Yeah, six and nine. Oh, six and nine. Okay. Right, right. So, I think if he fights Connor. And then by the time once his name gets back, could be then he'd be able to fight him. I don't know, maybe yeah, or, or whoever. Active, huh? That'd be super active for. Max. I mean, it wouldn't have to be November. Right, right. You know, it wouldn't have to be like know. exactly when. Khabib I think wants. if he wins, though, I think he's gonna hold out for because he's gonna be the interim champion. Although we've seen it before, and Tony turned this fight down. Right, it was supposed to be Tony Poirier, but Tony was probably like, "Yo, I've had the interim title before. Like that shit means nothing apparently because I'm still holding it and I still haven't got my title shot." So if Max gets the interim title, you got to think he's going to get Khabib in November. And we all know that this, I mean, it's just the new era of UFC or MMA where it's like double champ. Like you want to be champ in two weight classes. Right. So I think he holds out if he gets it uh, for Khabib in November. Um, and Ferg, I don't know what's next for Ferg. Like, I can't Maybe even he'll think. fight Connor. Yeah. But I think Cowboy's going to fight Connor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's, that's pretty just booked. like, I just don't know. Like, Ferg is in limbo. And I feel like the only thing left for him is Al now. Now that, like, everything else is booked. Yeah. Al. You know? So, I mean, I'd be down for that fight, too. You know, the thing is, too, if if Cowboy beats Connor, that puts him right in this oh, back of this discussion, too. Yeah. And then Tony Ferguson may have to fight him. Right, right. You know? That's true. And Cowboy's like. The most decorated fighters and everyone in title. And he like, literally will he fight like every four literally days. every fucking accolade you could think of, except the title under his belt. Yeah, so I, I mean, it'll yeah, be interesting. I didn't even to see. think about like if Cowboy wins that McGregor fight. Yeah, that he would really put, is that legit. would put him like in the top three or yeah, he's or so. legit right in the mix. Yeah, so then Tony Ferguson would have to. He's not going to get that title shot, bro. Like, no, I don't think anyone cares about him anymore. Yeah, they cared about him when Conor was coming up. Like, oh, this guy would give Conor the fits, and it's just like, whatever. But I don't know. I I think. I think when you're, like you said, we talked about it on the last show, like just be active, dude. You know what I mean? Right. You can't just like sit around. Like we were talking about Steve Page just sitting around in the heavyweight division and not fighting anyone. It's like just fight anybody. You know what I'm saying? Like if they, if Tony Ferguson even fought like, you know, uh, Barboza or, or fucking Gaethje or some shit. I know like whatever they have. They're fight. booked. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're booked. But like I'm saying like fighters like that that are like. Still within the top ten, but on the lower end. Right, who you know you could. Yeah, just keep most likely stay beat. active. Right, you know. Yeah, well, you most likely can beat. So, so stay active so that you can get a title shot then, because Khabib's gonna come back. The the titles, no, no one's fighting for the title for a while, you know. So just, you, but you can't just sit around yeah, and expect gotta, someone to give it to you. Agreed. You got to keep your name in the mix by staying active. Especially with with someone like a cowboy fighting Connor, because yo, if Connor wins, he's gonna get the title shot again. Yeah. And if Cowboy wins. They he's might the even mix. give him it, 100%. like because it'll be exciting, you know. 
Like yeah. this guy is like a, a like a I guess an underdog story. It would it would be like if he, if he beats Connor and then comes in and fights Khabib, gets fucking mauled by Khabib. Yeah. Oh god. But that would be like also on merit. Like yo, if Cowboy beats Connor, like yo, Cowboy has been here how long? Like it's time for a title shot again. Right. So they might they might pass Ferg up like there's a lot. Times. I think I think there's a lot of different ways that the lightweight belt could be like yeah. fought for because it's, there could be Max, there could be. Connor, there could be Tony. Like, there's just so yeah. many different. It'd be interesting to see what happens if they don't honor the interim title come like November, because that'll be about five months. No, no, sorry, like seven months, because this fight is booked for mid-April or the end of April. I forget when the pay-per-view is. Yeah. Um, but to November, it's like half a year. Yeah. So <laughs> I mean, shit changes. Like Dana has no respect for interim titles, and who knows what happens? Like you said, if if Cowboy beats Connor in that time. Fuck knows what the lightweight, you know, picture's going to look like. But I'm just happy it's finally moving in a sense because Poirier wasn't booked for mad long, right? He was he was on right. Twitter, like, bitching about getting a fight. Al has been on Twitter, like, yo, what the fuck is going on? Ferg has just been Ferg on Twitter, mad annoying, just calling out McNuggets, McNuggets, McNuggets. Um, Connor's still suspended. So it was, like, locked up, the top of the, the light wet, lightweight division. So I'm happy it's finally moving. First fight is booked. That's a step in the right direction. Next is probably Cowboy Connor. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Um, anyway, so now we have this week this weekend's card. Uh, UFC 235, headlined by John Jones and Anthony Smith. Usually what we do is start with the uh, co-main, work our way down, and then get to the main event. But since I think we both, this could be a kind of a quick analysis. And, you know, I hope we don't eat our words for doing this and, like, jinxing it. But <laughs> um, we both are going to take John Jones in this fight. Most likely, I, yeah. Most likely, yo. He is he is a very 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 favorited and like fighter. In yeah, this heavy fight. favorite. I think it's minus two thousand at the moment. Something crazy is it? like that. Nah. Yo, I, I saw like minus twelve hundred. No, nah, my book it was at fifteen hundred for a while, and it was also two thousand. That's ridiculous. But I don't know what it is right now. I'll check in yo, a second. No fight like that's insane. Yeah, you know, fight's a fight at the end of the day, you know. Ooh, now it's now it's way different. Now it's eight hundred, minus eight hundred, and Anthony people Smith just probably throwing like money on Anthony Smith, just like yo, if this hits, because he was super dogged. Yeah, he was so, getting like nine hundred, I think. Yeah, if you throw like two hundred, that's a nice little payout for sure. I just think you know, fighting odds are a little crazy. I mean, John Jones should definitely win that fight, like ninety nine times out of a hundred. Yeah, and I'm sure he will. That will be one of those ninety nine times on Saturday. But, like, fight odds, you know, it's still a fight at the end of the day. Like, it takes one shot on the chin in the right spot and drops someone, you know? Yeah, it's different than other sports where it's like, I mean, this sport, I think, is different than every other one. When there's a heavy favorite in another one, you're like, all right, if this team, this football team is minus 700, like, yeah. you have or a if they're favored chance. by 20 points, like, they're going to win. Yeah, they're going to win. Right. But, like, with this, it's kind of like, yo, any any fight. fight can, any punch can connect and knock you down, right. you know? So, you never know. For sure. That's why I think it's a little crazy. Yeah, but I also think that, like, Anthony Smith, what, how, which fight would you say, like, how did he even earn this? Is the heavyweight division even, is just kind of scarce at the moment or, like, whatever? Yeah, I don't know. It was a little weird. Like, like he, Rashad Evans, that fight washed. doesn't. Yeah, he, like, retired. that doesn't. He retired after that, and he shouldn't have even been in that fight, really. Yeah, and then Shogun, another guy who's washed. fucking, yeah, washed, and then he'd be Volkan. Right. Who, you know, that was a good fight for him. Yeah, impressive. But like to get a tile shot off those three, 
Nah. Yeah. Not really happening. That's that. what I'm saying. Like, to fight to fight John Jones, you're going to fight these two guys. Like, why don't you fight Chuck Liddell while you're at it? Like, just, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, it's crazy. Like, you should have got one of uh, Liddell Ortiz. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put him on fucking Bellator, wherever that was. Um, um, but yeah, it was interesting, too, because before Anthony Smith's move up to, to 205, he fought Diago Santos and got knocked out. So, yeah, he got kicked in the stomach and was like, ow. Yeah, folded like a lawn chair. Yeah. So, I mean,. I, I I can't see how anyone would take yeah anyone except John Jones is my Jones. guy too bro yeah I like John Jones love John Jones I mean you know I'm despite a all his antics not antics issues but issues off the yeah off the court I was gonna say <laughs> off the mats off the off the mats <laughs> off the mats he's got some issues but you know I think John Jones takes this one easily I think it's kind of just like a filler fight it's one of those things where you know you're coming off a Suspension, and you want to stay active. That's what he like, says. He's like, "Yo, I missed so much time over the last." He has been. He has missed a ton of time in like the last two or three years. Yeah. and it's like his prime. I think he's only like thirty-one. John Jones. So he said he wants to give back to the fans for all the time missed by staying active. He fought basically New Year's Day. It was like December 29th or whatever it was. So another two months later, he's fighting again. I'm sure he'd take another fight again in two months. Because, like you said, the top of the light heavyweight division is not all that good. It looks like something he could beat up on. So, until DC comes back around, I think John is going to reign supreme for a good amount of time. Yeah, me too. So, I mean, we're both going John Jones there. I think no everyone's doubt. going John Jones there. No doubt. Um, now, for the co-main, we have uh, Tyron Woodley and uh, Usman. <laughs> they are fighting for the uh, welterweight title. Um who do you have in this one? I got the chosen one. Ooh. Great beard, bro. You know great that? beard? Great beard, great haircut. He's looking sharp coming in, you know what I'm saying? Jesus. Nah, but um, I just think he's more well-rounded. Like, we saw um, his last couple fights. Like, aside, if you take out the, the Stephen Thompson and Maya fights, which he fought, like, a perfect fight, a boring fight. It was a, a Floyd Mayweather fight. So right. I would say, you know, he like he's yeah, like you said, he's a very well-rounded fighter. He's not his fight IQ is through the roof. Yeah, and he can be exciting, and he also can be, you know, I'm winning. I'm going to win this fight. Right, I'm and that, win this that was off points. That, yeah, exactly. And, and that, that was the Woodley the fight. Wonder fight, the Wonder Boy fights. Right. Yeah. So we've seen that. Then we saw him like engage with Till. Like he dropped Till with a right, mm -hmm. and the right is his bomb. He won the title with the right on Lawler. Right, that was a mean story. right too. Mean right. That shit was crazy. Right hook sat him down. Um, so yeah, I don't see that power coming back from Usman, and we all know Woodley's wrestling credentials. Like he's an all, whatever he is at Mizzou, like an All American. So he has that wrestling background, um, and I think he's just more crisp on the feet. Like Usman, I think he has one knockout finish or one finish overall in his UFC career, not counting the Ultimate Fighter. Um, so he doesn't really scare you with power, right, on the feet. He likes to take you down and just dominate you on the floor with his position and all that stuff. So, ground to pound, all that. But Woodley, I don't, I don't see him taking Woodley down. Yeah. I see Woodley sprawling and just Wrestling stuffing every him. one of his takedown attempts. Um, I can see Woodley taking him down. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, He's a fucking And I could also see dude. him just keeping it. Like, I could see it being a standing fight and Woodley getting like a TKO in round three. Mm -hmm. They both have like amazing gas tanks, so I'm not. It could, it could also go decision too, but I think Woodley connects with the overhand right in round three. We saw him connect against Till and then choke him out, which was kind of different for Woodley. 
I think that was his first sub win in mad fucking long, or maybe ever. Yeah, ever in the UFC. Uh, so got his black belt after that. That was pretty cool from Dean Thomas. That was an emotional moment for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I see, I see Woodley getting his hand raised. I'm gonna go with TKO round three. Oof. See, uh, it's it's hard for me to choose. Like, my, I I ultimately will say Woodley because I think, like we said, I mean, I just think he's a superior fighter. Um, and I know that uh, Usman's only had one knockout in his UFC career. Uh, but what a fucking knockout it was, man. He's got a lot of power in those hands. Maybe it's just like, and every fight goes to decision. His last three have been a division d- decision. His last two were five round decisions. So this dude clearly, like you said, has a gas tank right. on him. And, and he we just know that's not a problem for Woodley. Mauls people. Like, yeah. Takes him down and just does his thing on the ground. Right. And I mean, yo, RDA, Damian Maya, like, these aren't like, Maya's a little, you know, obviously on the back end. He had like a three fight. Like losing streak. Yeah, until he just subbed good. Yeah, exactly. But, but before uh, that, he was beating some people. Yeah. Who the fuck did he? He lost to. He lost to Lyman Good. He just submitted recently. Oh no, yeah. Oh, uh, Condit and then uh, Masvidal, and then he had the three. He had Woodley Covington. The title Usman. shot, and then yeah. But those are three good losses too. Those are three like right. worthy. You know. Well, Covington is the interim champ. Right. With air quotes. <laughs> I haven't seen that guy in yeah. fucking. I don't even know how long. I was gonna say to digress quick, like. Are you? Would you have preferred to see that matchup rather than this one? Which one? Uh, Colby Covington Woodley. Yeah. Instead of, yeah. Right. I also would take Woodley in that fight too. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah. I just like I would have loved to see it just because like the pre-fight antics, like the build up and all that. Like I mean, this dude's a fool. I know you hate like his act. Covington is a spectacle at this <laughs> point. Like he, he he's a UFC uh, not a WWE fighter. Yeah. You know, like he's yeah. just. I know you always say you've grown tired of it. Yeah, like, I it's hate, so corny I hate it. and all that I shit. Hate it, shit. I hate that shit. I think it's hilarious. Yeah, it, it is funny, and it does make it's like you're it's going like, to tune in to shit now because if he's doing because you know he's going to do some stupid shit, right? You know, I just think it's funny because it's so bad. I know it's <laughs> clearly just awful. Yeah, scripted like it's so staged. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm gonna take Woodley in this fight as well. But I do think that, um, you know, just because someone only has one knockout in the UFC, I don't know. I, I, that that knockout was crazy. Dude folded. Like, yeah, yeah. it wasn't like, oh, I, like, I stumbled and hit the fence and then went down with punches. He fucking punched him in the face, and his whole body folded. So the power's there. And you get caught with that. Anybody gets caught with that. And, like, you know, it, it's it's bedtime is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, but I also think that Woodley is too good of a fighter to even get caught like that. That was against Sergio Moraes, too. It's been this is the only loss in, like, three, four years. Right. So it was that loss to Usman. Damn, so we got two for two, same picks. Yeah, the Woodley the Woodley odds are a little closer. I think Woodley is minus one eighty four right now, um, so it's slight favorite. Hmm. Not like not nearly as heavy as John Jones, <laughs> but uh, a favorite nonetheless. So going with two. Yeah, favorites minus two hundred. Would you lay that? Um, I'd consider it, but I'm not. I'm not as like sure about it as I am another fight on the card that we're gonna get to. Okay. Which I am going to lay a ton, and maybe I'll post a picture on Instagram about it. Wow, you're gonna lay that Gotta much. Tweet it. Gotta tweet it before uh, before the fight. You know what I'm saying? I can't wait to hear your reasoning behind it. Um. All right. The next fight we have we have Robbie Lawler, legend in the game, fighting Ben Askren, uh, also a legend in the game, but not in the UFC. Right. Uh, this is his debut. He was with one. Yeah, one FC, one fighting championship. Whatever it was, undefeated, big time, like prospect, I guess you could say. And first 
part of the first ever MMA trade. Trade. <laughs> Fucking Demetrius Johnson went to their promotion, and yeah. now he's here. Um, yeah, it's funny, too. Like he has, 18 and 0, by the way. Right. And he has that whole issue with the UFC and Dana. Like, their relationship is funny as hell. He just, like, makes fun of Dana all the time. Dana's like, yeah, whatever. Like, you're here now. He reminds me of Chael Sonnen in a way. Yeah. Like, he just... I, I kind of like it. We'll see where it goes, though. But he's a really good talker, though. Like, he is. He is. Like, he is he can good. talk. Yeah. And I, 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 he was actually calling out Usman, too. Yeah, yeah. I remember when that whole thing was going down. Well, he just, said they trained together right. in, uh, in Nebraska. I think they were training for the Olympics or something. And uh, he, his, like, Usman was going by Marty back then. Because he wanted to be, I guess, more American or something. So he calls him Marty from Nebraska. He's like, <laughs> Usman hates it. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but, um, but, yeah. What uh, you got here? I, I'm going to take Askrim, dude. I think Lawler is, you know, this might be time to hang it up. He's 36 years old. I mean, he's a legend, man. I I, I love Lawler. And he's a fucking beast, too, man. Like, uh, his fight with uh, Vory McDonald. Uh-huh. One of the most disgusting things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was gross. Uh, but he's an animal, man. He doesn't have that nickname Ruthless for no reason. So, you know, I just don't think that kind of holds up with someone who has who is as well-rounded as Ben Askren. Now, I, I obviously haven't seen a ton of his fights. Um, but, you know, I've read up he's some things about him. and Wrestled in the Olympics. Wrestled like. in the Olympics. He has, you know, six knockouts, five submissions, seven decisions. So it's like he's... He could win wherever you want. Right. He'll go the distance with you. He'll sub you, and he'll knock you out. So I mean, someone who's that well-rounded. Uh, whereas, you know, Robbie's more of a I'm gonna fucking knock you out, and <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna take a thousand punches doing it. Damn Skippy. Yeah, you know. So, I I just think this fight would have been cooler four four or five years ago. Right. You know, but now that Lawler's like 36, uh, he's coming off a loss to RDA. I don't know. Yeah, I just watched that RDA fight again, and he tore his ACL like the third round or whatever it was. That's why he's been out for a year and a half. This fight was that fight was almost a year and a half ago. Yeah, and his corner's like, "Yo, you good?" He's like, "Nah, my knee's not good." And he just came out like and fought the full like the last two rounds on a torn right. ACL. Yeah, he's a monster. And in the second round, he took like a flurry. I remember Anik was like, uh, "So our stats guy just got back to us. That was like thirty seconds of straight RDA punches." And he was on the fence like bobbing and weaving, and RDA was just. Throwing head bombs at him, and he was tough as hell, man. That's why his nickname is Ruthless, obviously. But um, yeah, he was the w- former welterweight champion. I'm going with Robbie here, bro. I'm taking Lawler. Yeah, yeah. I'm going way back to when he fought Josh Koscheck, mm-hmm. another like top level wrestler. Who immediate? This was years ago though, so this was a little younger Robbie. This was got taken down. Yeah, yeah. Got taken down right twice, I think. Um, held down. Got out of it and then knocked him out on the floor uh, with some hammer fists. And then he fought uh, your boy, actually your uh, Vin's boy, um, Johnny Hendricks, mm. who also took him down several times. So he's definitely susceptible to the takedown um, as whether he can survive it or not. And I think he's just going to clip him. Like, I don't know. My theory is a sloppy shot from Askren ends up with like a knee knockout or some crazy shit. Or an uppercut. It's like something crazy while he takes a sloppy shot, he's gonna get clipped coming in. I mean, I can't really like argue with that point. I mean that's stuff, that's stuff where like I that see, is so possible. Yeah, yeah, that's where I see it happening. So um uh, he's had decent success against wrestlers. We didn't really see a wrestling fight with Woodley, who's also a top wrestler, because he got knocked out. Mm-hmm. Right, in whatever it was two and a half minutes. And Woodley didn't shoot uh 
during the duration of that fight. So after that, he fought Cerrone, which was an amazing fucking fight. We watched it at your house, I remember. Right. Your old apartment. Uh, I wish that was five rounds. That's how amazing it was. It was I wish back it was and ten forth. rounds. This was yeah, fucking yeah, awesome. That was amazing. And then uh, the RDA fight, which he was, he had his moments, but he was getting pieced up a ton. Um, but he was still firing back, which was amazing to see. So I'm going to go Lawler here, the, the underdog special, baby. He's plus 198 at FanDuel. So a little two to one odds. Yeah. I'll take it. I think he gets submitted in the second. Yeah. We'll see. I can see it. We'll see. We'll see. Um, all right, cool. Next, we have uh, Tisha Torres. Tish. Tish. The Tiny Tornado. The tiny Tornado. That's such a cool <laughs> nickname. The Tiny Tornado. It's like quadruple T, bro. Tisha Tiny Tornado Torres. Yeah. And then I I have no idea how to pronounce. Weili Zhang. Weili Zhang. Um, she's eighteen and one, nine knockouts. So she's finishing fucking. She fucking motherfuckers. brings it. Yeah. Her finishing rate is like eighty something percent at one fifteen. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, come on, son. That's wild. And on the other end, Tisha Torres is. Tish. Only finished one one person <laughs> in her her ten wins, uh, ten uh, fucking whatever in her fights, um, so uh, very different there, you know. It kind of scares me because I'm obviously more familiar with Tisha Torres right than I am uh, Willie Zhang Zhang Zhang, uh, so I, I I mean I like Tisha Torres from what I've seen, you know. I think that she's a brawler or whatever, but I I just. Yo, it scares me to have someone who come in 18 wins nine nine of them knockouts. Yeah, Tisha Torres too has like fought the who's who of the 115 division, right? Like yeah, she she's has back to back losses though. She is, but against the top of the cream of the crop, bro. Like Joanna and who was the other one she lost to? Andrade. Andrade, who's fighting for the title. Yeah, but she's I don't know. She's Dougie Mc. <laughs> well, she's like old as hell now, right? Who Tish? No. Oh, Andrade. Yeah, but she's violent as hell, bro. Yeah, she is. I think she might be Rose. But uh, speaking of Rose, she has a... Oh, I'm bugging. She's 27. Yeah. Oh, I'm confusing her with someone else. Um, Tish has the win over Rose back in Invicta. Throwback. Yep. That, but then she lost the later on. Um, So she's fought, like, legit the who's who. Those are the top three women of 115. Yeah, she beat Michelle Watterson, too. Yeah. The Karate Hattie. The Karate Hattie. Yeah. I mean, um, she's, she's good, man. It, uh, like I said, I, that's why I'm taking Tisha Torres, because I've seen her perform against... You know, top uh, women fighters, and and you know, win some, lose some, but also just be in a good fight for the most part. And then you have this person coming in. We have Zhang coming in, fucking knocking people out and shit. Yeah, she fought uh, Jessica Aguilar on uh, some. I forgot what card it was. It was definitely one of those Asian cards because I it was mad early in the morning. I remember watching. That's it. who I was thinking of. That's who I got mixed Jessica up. Jessica Aguilar. Yeah, yeah, she's, yeah. She's been in the game. The for Jessica now A's. I get them mixed <laughs> up. Um. That was fucking ugly. She had her against the fence and like hit her with a bow and sliced her right open. Yeah. And Aguilar was wearing a white tee, right? She was wearing the full shirt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her shirt was red by the end of the fight, which she got uh, arm barred in. She was she was in a triangle and gave up her arm. And uh, Zhang transitioned to the arm bar, which was nice. Um, busted her open before that with some heavy fucking elbows and ground to pound. So she, she looks heavy for 115, right? Like she looks like she can... When she gets you down, like she's gonna lay on you. Like her position from side control, her dominance from side control against Aguilar was super impressive. And then uh, she fought Danielle Taylor, who's also not in the UFC anymore, and won an easy decision on uh, the Cody TJ card, the second card. So I just love her finishing capabilities, and I like 
I think she's going to come in much bigger than Tisha Torres. She's taller than Tisha Torres, so I think she's 5'4", or whatever it is. But she has a height advantage over Tisha. Size advantage, too. So I think, yo, a violent woman at 115, I think she continues her violence, gets a finish of Tisha. This fight is also a pick by the way. I'm looking at I'm looking at essentially a pick em. Weili Zhang is minus 130, and Tisha is one, plus 112 on the return. This might be one of those fights where I bet the distance oh yeah because i mean also we said you know tisha torres has never been knocked out she's never been finished well she got she submitted. has eighth oh i thought she submitted someone else oh no you're right she's she, never she's never been finished i'm sorry she's she only submitted one person in right she whatever she's only naked, finished one or fight. guillotine or rear naked choke on her resume i forgot uh rear naked yeah um but yeah i'm gonna bet that but also she's never been knocked out before like she's never been finished so I, this might be one of those fights where you want to bet the distance. Uh, I did it with Barbarina. We all know how that went. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but this is also a chick fight, so this is more like feasible. Yeah. Granted, we see what Weili Zhang has done in her career. Nine knockouts regardless. Is, right. Her is finish fucking, rate is bonkers. Yeah, it's crazy. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Tisha Torres is, is tough enough to, to stand in there and, and survive that. I'm trying to look for the odds right now. Yeah, I couldn't find it. They any. don't have the distance on there. But it says... Torres win by decision is plus 120 and then any other outcome is minus 160. So I might I don't know. A little Tish? Tish is only even right now. That's Shout out to Tisha Torres. Askren wins by decision. Any other outcome? Oh, I'm betting that. <laughs> Sorry to go backwards, but I just like I'm on the I'm on the I can see Askren with a lay and pray decision. What's no. that? What's the what is any other though? Plus one hundred five. Oh, nice. So that I would probably bet. Nice for him to finish him. Fuck yeah, it. he might want to come and in if hot Lawler, too. Lawler, Lawler, Lawler. If Lawler wins, he's gonna win. Right inside. Fuck. It's him. also uh, Askren, like we said, his debut. So he might want to be like, yo, I want to finish. Somebody. I was kind of like blackballed from the uh, the UFC for so long. Like I want to come in and make a name for myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, damn. See that? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Tisha. I'm gonna go Tisha. Nice. I'm going Willie. Yeah, I think I don't know. There's something about it. Something about it is telling me to go Tisha here, so I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Tisha, um, and then to open up the card. Yo, this card's crazy, bro. To open up the card, we have Cody Garbrandt against Pedro Mude. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, Mude. So this is the fight. I'm assuming that you, yeah, had a heavy, yeah, you know, hunch about. Where are you going, Cody? Cody, huh? Yep, hundred percent. Coming off those two losses to TJ, yeah, he's he's got to get back in the swing of things. Um, got to get back to the Dominic Cruz, Cody. Right, right. A flawless performance, or just like all those fights leading up to it. Was again, first round finish after first round finish. Yeah, he had three in a row. Yeah, it was and ridiculous. Then, and then his what was that? Twenty sixteen, where he had like three finishes, and then he won the title at the end. Yeah, twenty sixteen, yeah. fought four times. What a year that was for him. That was insane. That was like one of the quickest rises to the top. First round knockouts. He wasn't even ranked when he fought Thomas Almeida, who was twenty one and zero or whatever it was at the time. Mm-hmm. Twenty one and zero. And then two fights later, he was fighting for the title and won it and looked impressive. And then obviously had those injuries. He was dealing with a back injury and then lost twice to TJ. Um, Got yeah. finished twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll be two. interesting to see because I feel like two in a row, especially to big fights like that. Tej. To Tej. Uh, <laughs> You know, it, it'll be tough to see because usually he just lets those hands go. Like, I wonder if he'll be more yeah. reserved now and not 
kind of go for it. But I can't really see that being nah, because that's, that's like his, his game. Yeah, it's his advantage. Like his speed advantage is insane. He's obviously an amateur boxer. I think he's thirty one and one or something in his amateur boxing career. So he has hands. And he did drop TJ. He's, he's dropped he everyone he's faced. He's yeah. dropped Cruz. He's dropped yeah. and finished everyone else with a knockout. Yeah, he could have so, won that fight had it not happened at the end of a round. Right, the first TJ fight. Saw TJ get up. He's like, he didn't even know. He's like, yeah, whatever. Like, yeah, <laughs> he's like, like oh, the stool's over here. Buddy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm going to TJ. Listen, Pedro, no, you're, going, you're going Cody. I'm TJ. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> Cody. Um, I watched the the Rob Font Pedro Munoz fight, which was on the Jared card when mm-hmm. he fought Hakran Diaz. Um, yo, Font also a, a boxing background was piecing him up. So, like, with the jab, with everything, like, Munoz was leaking, like, right away from his nose because, like, the jab was there all all day for Rob Font. Um, Font ultimately wound up getting clipped, and then he took a weak shot and got choked out. But if if it finished the round, like, Rob Font would have won that round easy, 10-9. So, with handiwork, too. So, I could see I could see just Cody, like, after watching that, I'm like, yo, Cody is probably a way better, not way better, but he's a more crisp and more powerful boxer than Rob Font. So if he was some of the shots Font was landing, I think Cody would put um, Munoz to sleep. But Munoz probably is going to Im- implement a, you know his front kicks, which he did on Font, and he implemented that on a uh, Caraway too, where he like just chops down that lead leg. And if you're a boxer, obviously you're heavy on that front leg because that's where your power is. Mm-hmm. So I could see that. Um, I could see Munoz just going in for some leg kicks and getting clipped on the way in, and just. I, I see this ending early, man. I really do. I see a first round knockout and Cody gets really? back to being Cody. Yeah. Wow. You don't, you're not afraid of uh, him being submitted or, at all? Nah. Munoz doesn't really have that. On his, I mean, I mean, yeah, he does. I'm bugging. He's got a couple. He's got nine. Nine. Yeah. More than half. I just don't see him taking down Cody. I just think that when you come into a fight, you know, I'm just thinking about it. And obviously, I'm not a fucking fighter, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But if I'm coming into a fight with someone like Cody, and I know his whole game, like we just said, he's dropped fucking everybody, and he could have beaten TJ that first time, if that if that round didn't end, because he was he was out basically. Right. You know, he's got heavy ass hands, man. He he outclassed Dominic Cruz, and that's one of the greatest to ever do it in this division. So, if I'm coming into this fight, I'm like, you know what? If I'm able to submit people, and I I have confidence in my ground game. I'm going to take him down. I'm not going to sit up there and trade with him. I'm not going to be an idiot. You know, I'm not going to, you know, try to fucking outbox Cody because that's his game. Right. So me taking that away from him, just get him on the ground, you know, but the easier said than done also, right. you know, so, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's something like that. And I'm, I'm sure Cody also is thinking about it in that way where it's like, I know this dude doesn't want to trade with me. So he's going to be, um, shooting. Not shooting. I think he was just going to be like very aware of the takedown, you know, and stuff it a bunch of times. And I could also see it ending in the first round. But I also wouldn't be surprised if, you know, this is one of those fights that Cody's winning the whole time and it just gets like fucking submitted. Would be sick. It would be sick. Also, what happened? Like, I mean, not what happens because, you know, he's still going to have a job. But that would be three losses in a row for Cody. Yeah. And at that point, That'd it's be like super demoralizing. Yeah, and then you have to now you you fight probably nobody so that you can keep your contract, you know, knock yeah. them out hopefully. But if you lose that fight, you might be looking at the He'll door. We find like Jimmy Rivera, who's also coming on two losses, like yeah. someone down there. I don't know, man. But yeah, man, I don't know. I think Cody. So you're laying the house on Cody, huh? Yeah, definitely. Something about like his 
So he kind of changed up a bit, right, leading up to those TJ fights. Like, they had that whole beef with Alpha Male mm-hmm. that he left or whatever and all that shit. There was right? just a lot whatever of Whatever the fuck was going on, it was like... They I don't want to say out of character because he talks, like Cody talks, yeah. but he was, like, super into the talking, like, almost like TJ was in his head. Like, that's what I saw. Yeah, he was definitely in his head. Yeah, so that may have been, like, he overhyped himself up, I feel like, for those fights and... Great. Listen, he had that first that first fight, like you said, was he had a great first round, and then he got clipped with that head kick, and he was woozy, and then he got knocked out. Second fight, he just kind of like made it ugly, and TJ was willing to make it ugly, and he got clipped again. Now, if you watch the the press conference from a couple weeks ago, um, Cody was just like back to me. And Cody was like, "Yeah, I have nothing bad to say about Pedro Munoz. Like he's a good fighter, whatever, blah blah blah. Like he wasn't talking all that trash and all that stuff." So. I feel like we're going to see a more focused Cody. And we saw Cody back in the day, that dude was locked in, like, at all times. Like, he was getting his Vaseline on his fucking eyebrows, and he was looking at his opponent the whole time. Like, he was a possessed man, like, straight opponent. Like, I'm gonna, that's the guy I got to beat. I'm going to go in there and beat him. Mm-hmm. So I kind of see that a uh, little bit from the press conference. That's the Cody I see coming back as the old school Cody. Um, Maybe the moment just got to him because, I mean, it was, like, the biggest fight at the moment. And all those storylines, like yeah, and just, there was just a lot of shit that was going into it. So a lot of people hey, were like, Uriah was also hyping it up. Yeah, Uriah's fucking like, no, in his saying, ear the his whole corner, time. Man, like, yeah, you know? so uh, this is more of a quiet fight, and you're you're opening up a card, right? You know, from two of, main events back to back. Oh, right. he didn't main event uh, the Garden, but it was a title fight. Yeah, um, GSP Bisping did. You were at that fight, right? Yeah, that, uh, that card was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I lost so much money that night. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, I did. Um, um, but yeah, so back to back title fights now, like you said, back to back, back to the three rounds, and opening up a main card. Yeah, I think th- I think less that, pressure, more yeah. like yo, get your feet back onto you. Let me get this dub and put myself. Now, will he see a title shot with TJ holding the belt? No, like no one wants to see a third fight of that. Yeah. Um, but Marlon's next, and who knows if Marlon wins? If TJ could string a couple together, you'll be right. I mean, if Cody could string a couple together, he'd be right back up there. Yeah, who do you have to fight in order to get there? Well, Marlon's probably challenging for the title next. Um, yeah, actually, no, I mean, yo, is Cruz going to fight? Who knows? Like, he's great and everything, but like, dude, are you going to retire? Are you, are you training? Like, what the fuck? You know? He got hurt again. He was supposed to fight, Um, was it Lineker? That'd be a good fight. I forgot who he was supposed to fight. Aljo's he in the mix out. now, too. Yeah, Aljo's right in the mix. He actually wants Cody. That's right. I forgot about that. That would be a good fight, too. Yo, did you see his... Uh, he was on Ariel's show, and he was like, yeah, I want winner of uh, Cody and Munoz. And then he did, he's like, yo, Cody's an asshole. Like, don't let uh, his persona fool you. Because, listen, Cody does the, do that awesome thing with that boy who's sick, who he walks yeah. out, right? That's that's awesome. Like, I have no words for that. That's beyond amazing um but he was like yeah because you know <laughs> cody has that weird voice like it sounds like he has no voice and he talks like it's mad weird but <laughs> <laughs> aljo did it to perfection <laughs> he's like yeah you know i'm, I'm looking to win the title <laughs> he's like yo fuck that he's like, he's like it's all fake it's all persona blah, blah, blah. like i want to fight him so yo yeah that'd be a nice fight for him uh cody that is to rack up to get back to the top of the bantamweight division, if you can get Aljo next, yeah, because you got to figure someone like Aljo, like coming into, uh, 
you know, into the mix, just coming off a win. Who did you just beat? Rivera, right? Yeah. Uh, and that, yeah, so. that'd be a name for Aljo, former champ. Yeah. I'd propel him right to the top. Yep, 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 yep. I, uh, do you think TJ gets Suhudo again? Uh, I hope not, man. I want to see TJ Marais. Magic Marlin. <laughs> you Mar- love Marais. I do. Yeah, that's my guy. Yeah, yeah I want to see that fight, man. I'm sick of the super fights. Like we talked about at the top of the show with the interim lightweight title with Max. Now, TJ wanting freaking Cejudo again. Like, bro, just move on, man. You lost. You got clipped. Yeah. Like, fuck. Go back to 35 and defend your crown. There's more guys out there that you need to beat. You didn't run through the bantamweight division yet. Yeah, I hated how TJ handled that loss. It's kind of bothersome to me. I mean, whatever. He's a sore loser. Like, I don't have a problem with that. I mean. Guy wants to win. I feel you, but, like, just take your L and, like, Get your fight again, but when you start yeah. acting like a like complaining and shit, I think you should just take your L and just go back to defending the bantamweight title. Like, bro, yeah, you should because I mean, who he sh- there's a there's like we said, there's a bunch of people that could fight for this title. So like, you should, like, you went down, you tried to be the double champ, didn't work out. So whatever, that division is not exciting anyway. Right, the flyweight. And what are you like, gonna defend? Fuck it. Are you gonna defend the twenty-five title? No, you're not gonna defend the flyweight title. Fuck and yo, here. honestly, like the flyweight where where Cejudo was like, "Oh, I'm saving the division, whatnot." Well, yeah. But did you? Like, does I mean, anyone was... even care about it now? Like, I think it, I don't know. It, I think it honestly, TJ would have would that would be the way that it was saved. It makes it a little more exciting because he's a bigger name than dude. I can't name half these fucking guys. Yeah. They keep booking flyweight flights, so who the fuck knows? Yeah, and like, there's just nothing going on in that division. That it's just it's very just blech and very uh, compared to the rest of the UFC, right? It's just very. It's blech. just like Cejudo, Benavides, and then what? <laughs> like Ray Borg. Yeah. And you know. Whatever. Who the fuck knows, bro? It's very shallow. Yeah. Uh, is there any fight on the undercard you're looking at also? Um, the beat, the beast. Words, the beat. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. That's a good scrap. One forty-five. How, how do you say it? Margaret Shapiro. Magomed Sharapov. I thought it was like Shapiro or something. Not Sharapov. I don't know. It's hard to say, man. Some of these names are just they make it difficult here. Who you got in that fight? It's a beast. Oh, <laughs> yo, Johnny Walker. Yeah, also on scar, coming off two straight knockout wins. He beat Khalil Roundtree and then smoked Ledette in like ten seconds. Took this on short notice. I think OSP fell out. So he's getting Cirque. Mickey Gall. Mickey Gall. Yeah. Damn, he's minus 350, Mickey Gall. Yeah, he's probably just going to win by sub. Yeah. Diego Sanchez has been around the block 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. oh, man, That's an OG right there. This uh, this card should be really awesome, though. So I'm looking forward to it. I'm going to have a bunch of bets in, probably lose a bunch of money. But you know how that goes. Just um, another day in the office. Another day in the office, you know? <laughs> Um, anyway, boss, where can they find you? At endavito27 on Twitter and the gram. And you can find me at the, going to the sports book uh, tonight. I want to put that money on Cody. <laughs> uh, you guys can follow me uh, on social media at Joe Santagato. And go follow Veterans Minimum on all social media at Veterans Minimum. And we will see you guys next week. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. 
It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Rootmetrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day from Movement. Whether your mom is into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, everything at Movement is up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale. A watch is a gift that celebrates all the time you spent with mom. And a Movement watch is even more than that. Movement uses industry-leading materials for their fresh modern watch designs, from technically complex ceramics to vintage-inspired style, all for an incredible value your wrist and wallet will both love. And with one-size-fits-all convenience and fast-free shipping and returns, it's a stress-free shopping experience. Save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with Movement. Get up to 50% off site-wide during their Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.